My wife got a secret new husband, my daughter got a secret new dad, and I got revenge. For four years, they coordinated and played me for a fool in a disgustingly elaborate way. This is how I found out what happened and what I did to get even. Subscribe to Am I the Jerk on YouTube and hit the bell to turn on notifications. I need to get this off my chest. I lost my dignity, my pride, my love. I'm a man who will be walking the walk of shame because of what I did. I disowned and destroyed my own family. I'm 48 years old and this story started when I was 20. I met a girl who I thought was perfect. She was 19. We just clicked. We had the perfect chemistry. We dated for two years before she got pregnant at 21 and then we moved in. I was living with my mom at that time. My father died when I was 15. My mom never remarried. She had a consultancy firm where I worked as a receptionist. My late father's business was sold off. It was a construction company since I was still young at the time. I became a father myself at 20 to a baby girl. She was the most beautiful girl. The bond between me and my girlfriend deepened after this. Two years later, we get married. I joined a job as a computer programmer. I earned six figures because it was in high demand. Our lives take off. My wife wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. I agreed, but also recommended to her that she can take up a part-time job to spend her time. Things take a turn when I was 29 and she was 28. Her father had a terrible accident that made him immobile from the waist down. If that wasn't bad... He was a sole earner. I had a talk with my mom and my mother-in-law, father-in-law, and sister-in-law moved in with us. They lived in a rented place and now their sole earner is a mobile. Finances were the issue. My sister-in-law took up a part-time job, as did my wife, to support her family. During this time, I also inherited from my late grandmother's will, which was split into two and was put for a college fund and my insurance by my mother. I had no issues with it, but my wife wanted to buy a house with it so we could move out from here. I had no problem, but she specifically wanted to buy a house with her mother's name using my inheritance, and both the sisters would work to pay off my inheritance. This was the issue. A distance was forming between us because I found her proposal weird. Two years passed by, my mother suffered a stroke as she had several clots and doctors needed to do surgery urgent and fast. It was successful, but my wife wanted my mom to stay at the hospital rather than come home because it would be difficult to have two at-home patients at once. I told her I agree, but I will hire a nurse. She denied. She wanted me to hire two nurses to take care of my father-in-law and my mom or none. I told her she will have to pay for her father's expenses because I was already handling bills groceries, taxes, our daughter's private school, and now this nurse. I won't be able to pay for her father's nurse. They should be able to afford it because both sisters make a combined income of nearly $60,000 a year, which was probably more than enough given that they lived and ate for free. My relationship with our daughter soured a bit at this time. She began disrespecting me and was mean to me openly. I thought she was just having child issues. She was eight years old at the time. My mother had a speedy recovery and she voiced her opinions that she wants to sell her consultancy firm and put the money in my name. My wife had an argument right there because she wanted to give it to our daughter and my wife as I had already gotten my share of inheritance from my grandmother. What surprised me even more was that her mom and her dad were quiet about it. My mom reminded her that it was her money and she won't mind giving her inheritance as insurance plans. 
Nope, my wife had problems with me because you see, we don't have a joint account. She can't access my account and I can't access hers. She wants a joint account. We had an argument and it was decided that my mom will give the whole amount of money to me and that was the end of it. So a few months passed by like this. Unfortunately, my father-in-law passes away. It was harsh, especially to my wife. I tried to console her in every way I can. I handled both household and workload all by myself. I'm not bragging. I tried to do everything I could but it was still not enough for her. The funeral was my responsibility. It goes well, but still she'd complain how I could have done better. She began to sleep in a separate room with our daughter who was nine years old now. I convinced her to attend therapy until things settled down. We were intimate again, reconnected in a better and stronger way, but I sensed something was off with our daughter. She would shut me down every time I wanted to talk to her. It hurt seeing her like this. Two years passed by as I tried to build a better bond with our daughter, and this time around, my mother passes away. She had another stroke and sadly could not survive. I was devastated by her loss. You see... She raised me all by herself for the majority of my life because my father was busy. It was also the reason I wanted our daughter to have a better relationship with both of us and was giving a tremendous amount of effort to achieve that. I went into a depression, but there was no response from my wife. My daughter didn't even attend the funeral and I was saddened by it. Two months after my mother's death, my mother-in-law asked me if I could move out from my mother's house because I was overly depressed and I should get over it. I'm also ruining the atmosphere and it'll lighten me up. I calmly told her, I want to remind you of your husband's passing. You and both of your daughters were in grief for six to seven months. We never asked you to move out. How dare you? even ask me to move out of my own house. She was taken aback by this and went fully quiet by it. I talked to my wife regarding this, but she didn't give me any response. I guess it was two days later after this incident that I was grabbing something from the fridge and I noticed my daughter's phone. A text came through that read something like, It's good that the old witch is gone now. You can have the house to yourselves and we can party on your birthday. Excuse me? What? My daughter was 11 years old at the time and what old witch? I read the comment conversation and yes, she was referring to my mother. She called me an ape, controlling even though I never denied her anything except the things that I deemed was useless for her. She wanted a pony at six years old, a koala at nine, a panda, and her own car at 11. Who does that? I called my wife and I showed her these. Her response was mostly about me looking into our daughter's phone. We had an argument about it before she stormed off. She again began to sleep in a separate bed. I tried to make amends, but she shut me down. It took me agreeing to our daughter's birthday party to get her to talk to me again. So, three years passed by. For a quick review, my daughter is now 15 years old. I'm 38 and my wife is 37. I had to go to another city for four months. I landed another job that provided me with a ton of opportunities and even better pay. When I returned, my wife's entire demeanor changed around me. She quit her job and would hang out more with her friends, which I supported. She dressed up in more expensive expensive and posh clothes, you get the idea. I thought it was a change of habit and I was fine with it. But our daughter just openly disrespected me, was mean right to my face. I kept trying and trying not to freak out. My mother-in-law, sister-in-law, and my wife were telling me that it was just hormones and that she's just a kid. I stayed upset, but yeah, I trusted them. The bedroom skyrocketed at this time between me and my wife. She was doing things that we liked and trying out new things and I enjoyed every bit of it. 
except for one day she brought up the idea of me being caged as in chastity caged i shut her down immediately we argued for a week before she got frustrated and dropped the topic our adult life dwindled here things got worse from here my wife suddenly wants to go on a girl's trip with her sister-in-law and our daughter i had no issues as it would be great i had to pay a nice sum of money for it but it was okay she didn't call me for three days i only had chats with her mom and i chit-chatted here and there it was odd for me i asked her about this when she returned and she told me that she was just tired I asked her to see photos. She saw a lot of friends, both male and female, and it sent me into alert because she assured me it was just her friends and a few male friends. I saw nothing suspicious, so I was okay. Two months later, it was our daughter's birthday and I wanted to plan something for her. My wife asked not to as she will celebrate it with a girl's night. I was taken aback and I voiced my opinion. Who takes their daughter to a girl's night. She told me it wasn't like that, but rather her friends and their daughters only. No drink was involved and I was fine with it. My birthday was around the corner after this event. Keep in mind, our adult life is bland now. It's once a week. I tried to initiate it more, but she always came up with excuses. I never celebrated my birthdays after my mom passed away, but each year my wife gives me gifts, so I kind of started to expect this. My wife tells me she has to go shopping with our daughter. She goes out for six hours. No calls, no texts, and no gifts. When I ask her about it, she tells me one of her friends got into an accident and she stayed there and she couldn't receive my calls. Two weeks after this, my wife was showing me some pictures from our daughter's girls camp and our daughter called her that she needed her. She handed me her phone and went out of the room. A text came to our daughter that said, Hey, my dear daughter, I'm sorry for this late reply. I'm the lucky one to be your mom's boyfriend. Tell your mama I love her and kiss her for me. I'll text you soon. It took me a whole minute to read that text over and over and still I could not believe it. I scroll up to see my daughter texted this person to tell them, I'm glad you're my mom's boyfriend. I really wish you were my dad, XOXO. What? I go to the toilet, I lock the door, and I read this conversation. All things noted, this guy is having an affair with my wife and our daughter knows. This guy is having an affair and our daughter knows what in the world i saw pictures of vacations girls trips our daughter's birthday they went to a candlelight dinner as a family this man was kissing my wife right in front of our daughter and my daughter pointed at them like it was some sort of romantic thing what's more is that my sister-in-law knew the more i scrolled down the more my heart sank it was this guy who gave my wife the idea about the chastity it seemed to me that my daughter and wife were both texting him what's more is that this account wasn't even of her real name it was of a different username but this guy knew everything about my family even on my birthday my wife and my daughter were with this guy At his house. What? He was over at my house. He slept on my bed while I was gone for four months. And even worse, this has been going on for four years? Four whole years. I heard a loud bang on the toilet door. It was our daughter. I just came out and stared at her. This was the first time I stared at my daughter like this. The same daughter that I looked at with pride, love, and respect just sank to an indifference 
and disappointment. I wasn't even angry. She was red and crying. She didn't know what to say. My wife was there, as was my sister-in-law and my mother-in-law. I just asked my mother-in-law if she knew what her daughter did. My wife responded, We can talk. I don't know what came over me, but I just yelled out, You shut the F up. I yelled this so loud that even the neighbors might have woken up. I questioned my mother-in-law again and she nodded. She nodded. I looked at my daughter and I told her I'm sorry I couldn't be a better father, but I'll do this one thing for her and divorce her mother. I called my wife her mother for the first time while addressing her so this guy can be her father whom she dearly wants. I looked at my wife and I told her she has nine days to the end of the month to pack up and leave with her family. I'll hand over the divorce papers, but for now, move out. She kept crying, but my yelling and response caught her off guard. She knew I wasn't in the mood to argue or to talk. I gave up. It's over. This was it. I couldn't sleep that whole night. I just stared at the wall and my phone looking at our family photos. The next morning, I tell my wife not to cook for me because I don't trust her. She might poison me. I'm not going to lie, she broke down and I felt that I was out of line with this and I was going to file for divorce today. She tried to talk, but I had none of it. My mother-in-law asked me to wait and listen to her before making my decision. I have a friend who's a lawyer. I meet him and lay all my cards on the table and he just tells me this. I've been a lawyer for 12 years. He's 41. And haven't seen a case infuriating and saddening as yours. He hugged me. He told me that his uncle is the family judge that will probably be handling my case. But before that, I need proof and loads of it. He gave me a number of someone who happens to be a private investigator. I hired him. I went through my daughter's phone. Nothing. I talked to my wife. She told me, sorry, 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 over and over again, but no remorse at all. My daughter, my sister-in-law, my mother didn't come anywhere near me. My daughter was even to the point of being afraid of me so much that she lived two days at her friend's house. Her friend's father called me and I had to inform him of the whole situation. He said he's sorry. It's hard for him to believe what my daughter did, as it should be. No man could ever dream of being betrayed like this by their own children. The private investigator found the guy that my wife was cheating with. It turns out he's a coward from the countryside who fears commitments. He's a small-time thief and he used to work at the same place as my wife. I hit his place with my lawyer, private investigator, and another friend who happens to be a police officer. I got him cornered on falsified claims and he spilled the beans. It turns Turns out he was attracted towards my wife and accepted a challenge from a co-worker that he will have her. It soon turned out to be love. He was actually in love with my wife. It turns out it was him who called my mom a witch. He was even ready to provide a written statement slash video of him confessing any photos and even a witness for exchange of a promise that word of this won't reach his office or his sickly mom who's over 60 years old with a heart disease in the countryside and a few thousand bucks. I agreed. My wife moved out with her family. She took a few more thousand from me to pay for a lease. Now for the final chapter, the divorce hearing. And all of that will be in part two. There is a whole lot more to this story and the revenge is even more extreme than I expected, honestly. Earth shattering. It seems like the husband wanted so bad just to have his family together. He comes off like he's being really supportive and understanding of his family, even despite all the no-shows, the no-calls from his wife, 
life. The weird ultimatums she puts him in, like where he has to agree to the terms of his daughter's birthday party so that they would talk again, and everything else. I mean, even the money aspect of things with the mom selling the consultancy firm to put it into his name ended up causing problems for him via the wife's reaction. If any one of those things was individually the only problem, it wouldn't be that big of a deal, but one thing after another, it seems like he's constantly trying to just make it work when nobody else is really as flexible as he is. I was surprised that he actually hunted down the new guy, the one that the daughter is calling the dad that she wished she had. I think that is probably the thing that broke him the most more than anything. The fact that despite everything that the OP feels that he's done for his daughter and his wife, his daughter said that she wishes this guy, this random guy was her dad. And somehow in this bizarre bubble between the mom, the mother-in-law and the daughter, they all just lived in this reality where this was completely fine. I mean, imagine spending your whole life working to support your family and then they have this massive, elaborate trick that they're playing on you, really. Seemingly without even a moment of hesitation. It's like it's second nature to them, at least the way that it reads here. So in this situation, let me know what you would do and check back for part two. I have a non-identical twin sister who is beautiful. My parents have favored her my entire life because I am ugly and awkward. But now, as an adult, they've reached out to me and want to reconnect and invite me over to dinner. But something is suspicious. Here's what happened. Make sure to subscribe to Am I the Jerk and hit the bell to turn on notifications. My parents who are in their 40s treated me, a 21-year-old female, very badly when I was growing up, so I cut them off. But now, they want a new beginning. I have a non-identical twin sister. The two of us could not be any more different. She is lucky enough to be very beautiful and tall and very good looking. She has always ticked every box on her looks. I, on the other hand, was not so lucky. I wasn't on the beautiful side and I was shorter. Right now, I'm five foot one and she's five foot eight. She was also a lot better at making friends and being sociable while I was always her awkward sister. Now I know I'm on the autism spectrum, but was only diagnosed two years ago. My parents never bothered with that. Now, none of this makes my parents horrible. What makes them horrible is the way they treated me and my sister. They always treated her like she was an angel and treated me like I'm a loser. This goes back as early as when we were three or four years old. For every 20 pictures they have of her childhood, they have maybe two or three of me. Literally, they have over 10 times as many pictures of her, and most of mine are of both of us. She would always get a lot of attention from everyone, and I got none. My parents spend much more money on her, too. Say, if they wanted to spend $100 on clothes, $80 goes to her, and $20 goes to me. Their reasoning has always been that she is more beautiful, and it's worth spending more on her as she's getting a lot more attention while nobody looks at me anyway, so why bother with better clothes? They have literally told me that many times. I was in a sports team and they never once came to see me play while they went to go see my sister cheerlead every week. Extend this to everything and you know the story of my life. I hated every second of my childhood. I hated my sister. Yes, I know that none of this was actually her fault. I worked on myself as a therapist so I no longer feel any hate slash blame towards her. But since I was 15 years old, I was counting the days until I turned 18 and I could leave and never come back and that is exactly what I did. That's the age which you can leave home without parental consent where I live. I left home the day after my 18th birthday. The night before my parents threw a birthday party for us, well, for her, their gift for her was a $1,000 gift card from a luxury designer brand. And for me, they got me a $100 gift card for a bookstore. And their argument was that this $100 gives me the same level of ability to buy things that I like, books, as that $1,000 
$1,000 would be for her to buy things that she likes. Expensive clothes. Okay, that's their logic. They knew I was thinking of leaving but had no idea I wanted out ASAP. I left that day. They asked me to stay and allow them to help out, but I was like, I've had enough of you. Leave me alone. I have never made contact with any of them after that. As soon as I was able to, I moved to another city to get even further away as I hated the city too. They called and texted me for a while, but I never answered or replied and I changed my number eventually. I also removed them from all of my social media. I set it so that if they sent me any emails, it would automatically get deleted and reply with a message that said, automatically deleted, do not waste your time. And that was sent back to them. That's the current state of things on my side. But Fast forward to the present time. Two days ago, my dad sent me a message on Facebook. My initial instinct was to delete it, but... I opened it and I started reading. This was the first message in months from them. He explained that he understands that they were not good parents and they did a lot of wrong, but maybe we could start over. He asked if I could come over for dinner at some point so all of us can get to know the new versions of each other better. I haven't responded. I don't know if I should give them another chance or just delete this message and don't look back. What should I do? For most people, I think the curiosity of knowing why the parents are trying to reach out after all this time would be enough to at least inquire to figure it out because it doesn't seem very likely that they just suddenly had an epiphany that they were not very good parents and then admit to that and not have some sort of ulterior motive. But tell me your best theories down below on what you think they would be contacting them for. Some of the responses I've already seen is that they think the sister might need a kidney or bone marrow or anything that would require require an identical twin to give up an organ or something. In response to that, the OP actually said, to be honest, that came to my mind at first when I was reading the message. Down the list of responses, there was actually an interesting response from someone that said, it is not possible to start over or have a new beginning. You bore the brunt of obvious disfavor for your entire childhood and you are an adult now. You cannot go back and have another childhood. You only get one childhood and it was full of jealousy and pain because of the way your parents treated treated you. You could have grown up with a sister that you loved, a companion for life, but because of the way that your parents treated the both of you, you're estranged from her as well. What they can do is apologize to you properly. I think it would probably feel good for you to hear that, but I think it's too risky going over for dinner, not knowing if they're going to apologize or how completely. This message came from your dad. Maybe he is recognizing they did some things wrong, but has your mom recognized that? You don't know. You could show up and they could spend two thirds of the time bragging about your sister and And you could find out yet another example of her being favored over you. So I would say no. Say that you are willing to hear an apology, but that you aren't willing to just come over for dinner and pretend that you don't have problems. That was very well said. And I think addresses a lot of the issues that could arise from going over in the first place without knowing the context of what's going to happen there. I don't know if you guys have ever seen any of those studies where they have listed out the differences in the ways that attractive people are treated versus unattractive people over the course of their entire lives. And it basically shapes the way your mind even thinks because that is your perception of reality. If you're attractive your whole entire life, you have lived a totally different existence than someone who is not and has been discarded and tossed aside, put as a secondary thing.
explaining, like how the OP seems to be explaining, was their experience. That whole concept seems to be what's at play here, and it might not even be a conscious thing for the parents. They might just be subconsciously favoring the more beautiful adult child. So if this was your friend, would you tell them to go over for dinner or not? Let me know down below in jerk or not a jerk and why. My wife got a secret new husband, my daughter got a secret new dad, and I got revenge. For four years, my wife was having an affair with a man and my daughter knew. My wife brought my daughter with them on trips, outings, and they even spent time during my birthday with this other man. My wife would go out for hours and hours at a time. No calls, no text, nothing. She would go on girls trips where I wouldn't hear from her for days at a time. We lived in my mother's house and after she passed away, my mother-in-law asked me if I could move out from my own mother's house because I was overly depressed and I should get over it. The same house that she herself was living in. The whole affair was revealed via my daughter's phone and the communication she was having with this guy. So I hunted him down, made him confess, and now I had all the evidence I needed to move forward with my revenge. That is the short version, the recap. Now for the final chapter, the divorce hearing. I lay all my cards on the table. Every screenshot, every video of her boyfriend confessing, every lie, receipt, and even photos of them holding hands and kissing. The look on her face soured. She told me I had hurt her. But this claim was easily dismissed as if there was no proof that I had done anything like that to her. She had nothing to back up and prove her claims and even her lawyer was taken aback by the amount of proof that we had. She conceded at the end and told me she's incredibly sorry for what she did and she will do anything to make up for it even if it needed the rest of her life to do so. The judge said that I'll have to pay her spousal support for four years. There was no custody battle though as our daughter was already 17 at the time. She wished to stay with her mother. I had no problem with that. I'll get to this later. Despite all of this, my wife will receive half of my house and her car, but nothing beyond that. I offered to buy her share of the house. I have a lefty sum of money left by my mother, remember? Another reason was the house market will go up in the future and I'll make profit from there. Now, I requested one thing from the judge. I wanted to have my name removed from the birth certificate. This, of course, was not possible. If I can't, then I'll disown our own daughter. The look on my wife's face was just the best thing. Her face turned white. She responded, How could you? I reminded her that she put me to this. My daughter yelled, Dad, you can't do this right in a courtroom. I ignored her. The judge was a good man and understood my sentiments. However, he advised me to forgive. There is no way I can disown her, but legally I can cut her off from my will. And that was it. It took me eight months to get the divorce finalized and I couldn't be happier. When I got out, I hugged my lawyer. He saved me. Afterwards, my ex-wife and my ex-daughter came up to me. My wife told me that she doesn't have the right to ask for forgiveness, but if I could find it in my heart to forgive her. But I replied, I don't have a heart. She ripped it out. My daughter said that she's sorry for what she did. She will be the best daughter. And then she asked for another chance. This girl actually had the audacity to call me dad. I reminded her I was not her father. I'm an ape if she remembers and that her dad is the one she wanted. She should be happy that her mother is single now. She chased me, but 
I left. On our way back, I asked my lawyer if I could let the company my ex works for know what my ex-wife was up to for all these years. He advised me to get an RO first. With the help of my police friend and judge, I was able to get one. I had to spend money to do this, and it went nuclear. I made five copies of evidence, one for the company, one to be sent to my ex-wife's boyfriend, one to be sent to my ex-wife's boyfriend's sickly mom. I don't care. He didn't respect my home and my mom. I can't respect his. One was with my lawyer, and then I burnt one, the last copy I left in my locker. The fallout was quite the show. They were fired. My ex-sister-in-law had the guts to call me out. She told me she had always known me as a brave, upstanding, loyal, strong character and humble man, but never thought I'd ruin her sister's career like this. She yelled at me for getting her sister fired. I chuckled and reminded her that it was her who supported the affair. I might be a coward for doing this, but what she did made her sister a homewrecker. I asked her why she was so mad. Is there a possibility that she was entangled with her sister's boyfriend? friend too? She was sickened and blocked me. My mother-in-law reached out. I forgot about this woman. She apologized for what happened. She couldn't raise her daughter as well. I called her out, told her she was a horrible and greedy woman and I wouldn't care if she died and that she should be thankful for having a person like me as her son-in-law in this life before blocking her. As for the boyfriend, his mother had a heart attack and passed away. It turns out his mother always hated infidelity because the boyfriend had daddy issues. Their dad left him before he was born. I felt sad, but therapy made me realize I shouldn't. It's human nature. I didn't know of this before. He nuked my marriage and my family. I returned the favor. As for my daughter, she kept reaching out, apologizing for every word. I blocked her, but she won't stop reaching out to me. I had to change my number. I sold my house eight months ago after the divorce was finalized. I got a hefty sum of money now and moved to a different city. I started fresh, attended therapy, hit the gym, got a better paying job, got into boxing, bought a new house, invested in cryptocurrency and stocks. I made a fortune. I got into the dating market when I turned 42 years old. I met a new woman and remarried again at 44. Now I have a better wife who's amazing in every way, knows the value of a relationship because she herself faced the same situation as me. She had no kids, but now I have a four-year-old son with her and I couldn't be any happier. I updated my will that now excluded my daughter so she won't be getting anything from me. I don't know how, but she was able to reach out to me two weeks ago. She sent eight long paragraphs detailing how sorry she was, that she's been in a crippling sadness. She's been going to therapy and working hard. I got a call from my lawyer, which surprised me even more. My daughter turned up to my lawyer's office with $20,000. I don't know where she got this from. And she made a request that she will work hard and return every last penny that I spent on her and will keep on apologizing for the rest of her life, but she wants me back in her life. She says it can't stay like this anymore. It's eating her alive. I don't know much about what happened, but as I heard, her mother, my ex-wife, turned depressive and had to be admitted into a mental hospital. My sister moved in with a lush who hurts her and is pregnant with her second kid. My ex-mother-in-law passed away. She had an accident, lost a lot of blood, and if she survived, she would have ended up like her late husband. So now my ex-daughter is living alone and working at a part-time job because she couldn't finish her education. She borrowed some money from friends. I also heard nearly all of her friends cut her off after I had a talk with her friend's dad, and everyone called her toxic and moved on. I'm not gonna lie, hearing all of this shattered my heart. My wife is pushing me to build a bridge with my ex-daughter, saying that she realizes her mistakes and she needs me 
now more than ever, and if I don't help her now, she won't get up and will keep on falling endlessly. I don't know how to feel. When you're a father, a lot of responsibilities lie on your shoulder that you can't simply outrun. I gave my daughter the world and she betrayed me. I was hurt and angry, but more than anything, my pride was shattered. My love was shattered. My decision to cut off my daughter was the toughest one, but I still made that decision. But I don't know if I should cut contact with my ex-daughter now. My lawyer said I should because it's the right thing to do. I need to let it go for myself. It's funny how life can change in an instant. So taking everything into account, everything that they did and everything that I did in response, Am I the jerk? I really don't know how somebody could ever recover from this. Even if he does manage to keep his daughter out of his life or his ex-daughter as he calls her now, the memories of this will always haunt him and will always play a role in his future decision making even with his new wife and his new kid. It's kind of like he just made a new save file on a game. He just reset the previous save file and went on to the next one and tried to have a better starting point. And I don't mean that he didn't make the right decision here necessarily. It's just that how do you really ever forget about everything that happened, especially since it was over the span of multiple years and coordinated by many people in your own family? The OP responded to the top response, which said, here's the thing. Even disregarding the affair, you married a very greedy woman and supported her greedy family. Greedy women do not raise honorable children. You had all evidence of her nature by her actions, but you stuck through with life supporting greedy people. You did the right thing for yourself at court and you should continue to do the right thing for you. It was never never you who caused all this. It was their own actions. I can understand that getting back in touch will be a reminder of how you were betrayed by people who you stood by and supported so you can sit down and talk to your wife that you no longer wish to relieve the pain and maybe she can take over communication if she chooses to but tell her how much or how little you would like to hear. I won't lie if it was me none of them would ever be able to reach out to me and I would not change my will or be back engaging with them on any level. While they had you to leech off of they enjoyed betraying you making a fool out of you. Each of them was capable of thinking about the future they would have should you find out about the affair, but they didn't. They started apologizing only when they had to bear the consequences of their actions. And had the guy, the boyfriend, been rich, willing to take your wife and her family in, none of them would have ever reached out to you. They would still be laughing at you and the fact that they were able to get so much out of you. That being said, it seems that you were more engaged in making money than helping raise your daughter. Your daughter disrespected you because that is what she saw everyone in the house doing, possibly when you were not around. Your daughter learned this behavior from people around her, especially your wife and her mother. You relied on your wife more to help with raising the child. You failed to give the importance and notice to your wife's failings. Your daughter is not just a result of your wife being a terrible mother and influence. She is also the result of you not having much of an emotional presence in her life. Your daughter started showing disrespect towards you from the age of eight. Around the same time, your wife started having issues with you not spending on her father's care and wanting more of a share of your mom's inheritance. Is this a coincidence? Had you got a chance to sit down with her alone and understand what her issue was, you would have realized that your wife was talking trash about you, labeling you as a deadbeat and irresponsible father to your daughter. You were not there to aid your daughter towards the right path and now you are too absent. I know it is difficult for you, but do you not have a part to play in how your daughter turned out? So lastly, the OP says, I don't have the courage to do so. To mend and repair is one thing, but to hear the painful details of what's happening is another. She had four years. She could have told me about it or she at least could 
should have known. I can't just get over it. Even my now wife says my daughter did a tremendous amount of disrespecting that she doesn't think that I can get over. So if you listen to both part one and two, now that you know everything there is to know, what would you have done in this situation and jerk or not a jerk and why? When you subscribe, make sure to hit the bell to turn on notifications. To finish listening to all the stories in this series, use the playlist at the top of the description. And next time you live stream, use the cream of the crop music. Search for cream of the stream on Spotify or whatever music platform you use for copyright free music to use for your stream. It's free cream of the stream. Either way, thanks a lot for listening. We'll see you guys next time.